Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. John chapter 15. It should come to no surprise us because Jesus said so that the world hates us. Now, that may be surprising to some of us because we've probably grown up in a culture where going to church was the thing to do. We've grown up in a culture where there was a a cultural inheritance that you were just expected to go to church somewhere, but that's gone today. We live in a world that is increasingly hostile to true biblical faith. Um, As an example of this, within the last couple of weeks, I I think it was in uh, about mid-January, there was a news story, maybe you saw something about it, Um, wherever you get your news. Karen Pence, the vice president's wife, uh, she had been an art teacher at a Christian school when they had lived in Washington, D.C. before, uh, whenever he was in Congress or the Senate or something, before he ever became governor of, of Indiana. And she went back to teach for this Christian school, and there was a media firestorm. Why was this? Well, because the Christian school had it in its hiring policies that you had to believe in the traditional Christian view of sexuality. You had to believe that marriage was between a man and a woman only, and that there is no other type of marriage. Um, Now, that goes against what our our culture says. That goes against what our, our... law says at this time, but in order to teach at this Christian school, you had to believe Christian things. And the media went haywire about it. They could not believe that this Christian school would require people to believe Christian things to teach there. Um, The world hates us. They look at us as though we are bigoted. They look at us as though we are out of date. Uh, like, that is, that is yesterday's news. Let's move on. Let's progress. The world hates us. Jesus warned us that the world would hate us. And let's look at this text tonight where Jesus warns us of this fact. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had, come, if I had not come and spoken to them, 
they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Everyone hates me. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, let us hear these words, not as something to be afraid of, but as words of comfort, knowing that you are not surprised by the way the world sees us. Lord, you told us, you warned us what it would be like to follow you. Father, we pray that you would help us, that you would strengthen us to be bold in our bearing witness to you. I pray that you would give me strength tonight and you give me grace as I preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight I'm going to start looking at our text from the end. I want to see why is it that Jesus is telling us these things. We just read it from, verse six, from chapter 16, beginning in verse 1, it says, I have said all these things to keep you from falling away. And then verse 4, but I have said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. The Christian life is going to be hard. People are going to hate us because of what we believe. Just like they hated Jesus. Just like they have hated Christians for 2,000 years. We need to hear these words. Because Jesus tells us these things to keep us from falling away. He keeps us by His Word. He let us know in advance this is the way it's going to be. We could be discouraged if we went out and we thought that the Christian life was going to be all roses and everyone was just going to be perfectly happy with what we had to tell them. And then we were surprised. Then it might make us want to give up. It might make us say, well, nobody's receiving this. It must not be true. And we might just give up if He had not warned us of how hard it was going to be. 
These are why the, this is why these words are here. He wanted us to know so that we wouldn't give up whenever people looked at us and called us hateful things. He wanted us to know this is the cost of following Jesus. If you're going to follow me, there will be people who hate you because of it. Then we'll go back to the beginning. Jesus says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. This is the overarching point of this whole passage here. Jesus is telling us that we are to expect to be hated. The world hated Jesus. We look at his own life and they called him a blasphemer. He said things like, I and the Father are one. In his claiming, I and the Father are one, he was claiming deity itself. He was claiming that he was one with the Father. Check out those very words. And yet, those who saw him say that, they balked at that. They thought, how can this be? They thought he was blaspheming for the things that he was claiming. They understood what he was claiming. They understood that he was claiming to be God himself. And they hated him for it. They nailed him to a tree. They beat him until he was unrecognizable. And many times they they chased him out of town to try to kill him. And yet, they hated him without cause. Just as the world hated Jesus, so we ought to expect to be hated. Does this make you feel good? Then Jesus says in verse 19, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The first reason why we believers are hated by the world is because they recognize we're not one of them. We are not of this world. Jesus has bought us. He has chosen us. He has made us His very own. He called us out of the world. This is the first reason why the world hates us. They recognize we are not one of them. There is a distinction. And you know what? A lot of times we like to try to avoid the hatred of the world. There are many places out there where they try to make the church look more and more and more like the world at large at hopes of bringing people in. But what you do whenever you do that, when you become more and more like the world, is you become to turn into the world and you're no longer the church. Jesus said, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, because you are not, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the, the world hates you. Another thing we need to see here, the fact that we were chosen out of the world means that we should have no pride about where we are. 
about that we, the fact that we are His. We were once a part of the world just like everyone else. We were once darkened in our minds. We were once lost. We were once rebels just like the rest of the world. But Jesus has chosen us out of the world. He's taken us out of the world. So these verses that tell us one of the reasons why the world hates us is that we're not of the world also should be something to kind of keep us from being too conceited. When we recognize we are not of this world, remember, we used to be. We were. And we, we look at what Jesus, what, what Paul has said. Whenever he says uh, the sexual immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God, he follows that up by saying, and such were some of you, but you were washed. We, there is nothing different between those who are believers and those who are not except timing. That God has taken us out of the world and washed us and cleansed us and called us His own. It wasn't because of anything good in us, but we were once right there with the rest of the world and He brought us out. Then Jesus says in verse 20, Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Where did Jesus say those words? A servant is not greater than his master. Well, it was in chapter 13 of this book. Jesus had gotten down on his hands and knees with a bowl and a towel, and he had washed his disciples' feet. He got down on his knees... And he did the menial task that only the lowest slave would do. He loved his disciples by washing their feet. And he said, a servant is not greater than his master. If I've washed your feet, then you should wash one another's feet as well. He uses the same concept, a servant is not greater than his master, to tell us if he suffered, if he was hated, we also will be hated. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you as well, Jesus says. But he follows this up with something a little different. He says, if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. There's two ways to understand this. You could understand that to say, if they kept my word, which they didn't, then they would also keep your words, which they won't. But it doesn't, I think actually he's contrasting the two because some did believe Jesus. We did. Some did. In his earthly ministry, some did come to faith in him. He had disciples, and many will come as we share the gospel. And Jesus here says, not only who, uh, uh, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you, but he says, if they keep your word, if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. So we might fill in the blanks. If they kept my word and some of them did, they will also keep yours and some of them will. That gives us some hope. 
as we go and proclaim the gospel message to a world that hates us, we can know that some who hear will believe. Some who hear will be changed, will be washed, will believe. And Jesus will pluck them out of the world. Then Jesus says, But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. There's three reasons that Jesus has given so far for why the world will hate us. One, we're not of the world. We're not one of them. Two, because they're going to treat us the same way they treated our Master. And three, because they do not know God. Jesus says, They do not know the one who sent me. There, there are a lot of people who think just being sincere religious is enough. Just being a sincere person, whatever religion you are, that's enough. If you're just a, a good person generally and you believe in some kind of a God out there. But Jesus here says, He goes on further to explain this. He says, if you don't know me, you don't know the Father. But he's saying the reason people hate us is because they don't know God. They don't know the Father. We know Him. We know the Father. But they don't. It makes a difference knowing the Father. Let's look at verse 22. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Jesus here is commenting on how the, the fact is they are, the, the world compounds its sin because Jesus came into the world. He's not saying, well, if I hadn't come into the world, then everybody would just be sinless. No. What he's saying here is that their guilt is compounded. The fact that he's come into the world, he's said the things he said, they are without excuse. If they would still have been guilty for all of their adulteries, all of their uh, idolatries, all of the different sins that people have committed, but they compounded in the fact that they have rejected the way of forgiveness. They have rejected Jesus who has come, God in the flesh, to save them. Jesus says, whoever hates me hates my Father also. We've come across very similar sayings like this in the Gospel of John so far. There are other religions who claim to know the Father. And we might ask, you know, does... Some might ask, I'm not going to say we would ask, but does Islam and Judaism and Christians, do we all believe in the same God? Well, no. And we, when we put those three together, it's a little bit more obvious to us. But the thing about 
Islam is they they understand they they recognize Jesus came as a historical person, but they believe he was just a prophet, just a human being. They reject that he was the Son of God. And then the Jews believe the same thing. They do not they 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 well they don't necessarily believe that he was sent from God, but they don't believe that he was the Son of God. If you don't have me, Jesus said, if you hated me, you hated the Father. Then Jesus says, if I, have, if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have, both, they have seen and hated both me and my Father. He's continuing this, talking about how it's, their guilt is compounded. He did the works that no one else had seen. He had raised Lazarus from the dead. He had turned water into wine. He had told a woman at the well what no one else knew about her but her, herself. He had walked on water. He had done all these miracles. He healed someone from a distance. All of those things He did in their midst. And yet, the people didn't believe. This compounds their guilt. It's very similar to what we see in the other Gospels whenever Jesus says, Oh, woe to you, Chorazin, and, and, and the other cities, because... Sodom and Gomorrah would have repented if they had seen these works. But those cities that Jesus was going to, they saw Him do these works, and yet they still didn't believe in Him. So Jesus says the world compounds its guilt because He has made it obvious who He is. He has come into the world. He's done these things that only God can do and yet they continue to reject Him. They continue to hate Him. He continues in verse 25, but the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated Me without a cause. If you're counting the reasons why Jesus says the world will hate us, one, remember, it's because we're not of the world. Two, the reason that people will hate us is because we're not greater than our Master. If they persecuted Him, they'll persecute us. Three, it's because they do not know God. And four, it was to fulfill the Scripture. It says again, but the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. The fact that Jesus was hated and the fact that we are hated is as a typological fulfillment. In David, as he wrote the Psalm 69, it's also found in Psalm 35. He was hated without any cause. And he points forward to the Messiah that was to come so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. Now this has got us feeling really good right now, doesn't it? Where I'm telling you all the reasons why the Bible says the world is going to hate us. Now Jesus begins to give us a little bit of contrast. He says, but when the Helper comes, 
I will send to you from the Father the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. The disciples may have looked around at one another and with Jesus saying this, the world is going to hate you. They may have wondered, well, Jesus, you're talking about you're going away. What are we going to do? But you're telling us the world's going to hate us. What are we going to do when you're gone? And Jesus reminds them, I told you, the, I'm going to send the helper, the spirit of truth, the one who comes from the father, who will be with you, who will empower you to be able to bear witness of me. Jesus says the Spirit will bear witness of Him. And then He also says, and you also will be bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Now, here I think this is speaking about the disciples. They have been with Him from the beginning of His ministry. But there are echoes here that I think it applies to all of us. Think about, if you're familiar with the verse, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8 says, And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost ends of the, word, of the earth when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus is promising we will be His witnesses. In the midst of a world that hates us, in the midst of, of, of opposition and antagonism from the world, we will be able to stand firm and bear witness to Him. Because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to bear witness to Him. Again, He says, I've said these things to you to keep you from falling away. He says at the very end, I've said these things to you so that you'll remember when that hour comes. He's reminding us over and over again, this is what's going to happen. But then in the middle there, in verses 2 and 3, he says, They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, an hour is coming when whoever, you th whoever kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They're going to be kicking you out of the religious establishments, Jesus tells his early followers. And he says... Whoever kills you will think they're doing a service to God. They'll think they're in the right. And we see an example of this in the Apostle Paul himself as he thought he was doing a service to God as he was on the road to Damascus ready to go persecute Christians and he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Paul had thought he was doing God a service by persecuting Christians. And in the same way, we look at things like jihad from Islam. They think they're doing God a service as they capture Coptic Christians in Egypt and behead them on, on screens. They think they're doing God a service. Oh, it's more than just what's going on here in the United States. All over the world, Christians are hated and persecuted for their faith. Because they don't know God. Those who are persecuted don't know God and they hate Jesus. Jesus. 
But even then in our world, in our context, people think they're doing the right thing. We think of this case with um, Karen Pence and, and this Christian school. They think they're in the right morally to say, well, you Christians are just being bigoted. You, you Christians are just being... They're saying that we're the ones in the wrong. They think they're doing God a service by their hatred of us. Then verse 3, And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. Let's remember back to chapter 3 where, Jesus, where we read John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. This world that He loved so much whenever He came into the world, they hated Him. They nailed Him to a tree. Yet He loved them so much that He came knowing they would do that to Him. And we have a, a kind of an odd relationship with the world as well. John tells us in 1 John, do not love the world or the things of the world, for the love of the Father is not in those things. He's telling us, don't be worldly. Don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds more and more into the image of Jesus. We're not to be like the world, but we're to be like Christ. But this is the world, the same world that Jesus loved so much that He came. So, we bear witness. We do what this text is telling us. We will bear witness. We will stand up and we will tell the truth. We will say that Jesus is the only way to the Father. We will say... When the Word says, when the Bible says something is sin, we will stand and say, this is what the Bible says. We will bear witness to Him. Knowing all the while we've got to brace for the fact, just as Jesus promised, the world will hate us for it. But some will believe. Some will believe. If they believed my, if they kept my word, Jesus says, they will keep yours as well. Well, Jesus was rejected by the vast majority of people. As we stand firm and as we bear witness to the watching world, there will be some. On the basis of Jesus' promise, there will be some who will believe. And we will not labor in vain. And we will not suffer in vain. He will rescue people out of the fire because we stand firm. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.